Hi, this is Jackie Chavez, your host. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of The High School Counselor. Hello again, and welcome back to The High School Counselor. I am so excited this week. I actually have a guest speaker. She is um, going to introduce herself, but her name is D.L. McMillan, and she and I first um, connected when she was a sophomore in high school. So I thought she would be an excellent example of a student who has successfully navigated high school, transitioned from high school to college, and she's even gone on um, to advanced degrees. So Ms. McMillan, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and tell us what you're doing right now. Yes, thank you so much for having me. My name is D.L. McMillan. I am currently a program coordinator at Duke University. I work with three different scholarship programs, one of them focusing on community service, the other one focusing on African Americans with an emphasis on social justice, and the third one is working with students from Sub-Saharan Africa. So I definitely am in the higher ed space, and I'm loving my job, and I have my bachelor's degree in social work from Meredith College and my master's in social work from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. So we can see why I uh, invited her to be a part of this podcast, because I think she has an amazing amount of, of information that she can share, but she definitely is an example of a student who has successfully navigated uh, the educational process. So I have some questions that I um, wanted to ask, and we'll just kind of get started right with those. Um, looking back on your high school career, what advice or strategies would you give students today? Yeah, that's a really good question. So the first thing that I thought of was find a Miss Chavez, <laughs> find someone. Yeah, <laughs> yes, of course, Miss Chavez, find someone who you relate to, who can speak with you on more than things just academic based. Um, find someone to mentor you. High school can be rough. A lot of things are going on academically, socially, developmentally, um, interpersonally. So finding a mentor within the school who knows like your prof- your professors, <laughs> knows your teacher, knows your students, knows that your peers, who kind of knows the landscape of what you're working in is really important. So that is something that I would definitely give advice to for students. Another thing would be to work a little bit harder on grades. I, um, I'll admit, like I was an okay student. Like I got B's, I, I got some C's and I would get a few A's. Like I was definitely just middle of the road. I didn't really push myself academically, even though I did take um, AP classes and I did take a lot of honors courses. I still just, I did well. I just didn't do exceptional. And that is definitely one of my biggest regrets because I did go, you know, to get my bachelor's and my master's, but a lot of my other friends had scholarships that I just didn't have the grades for. So I just wish that I was pushed a little bit more academically to, you know, get a higher scholarship. Um, And another thing, well, I guess the last thing would be as far as advice was don't worry about the drama in high school. I just remember Ms. Chavez, I'm sure you can remember as well that interpersonally and socially, the drama in like my relationships with friends and then like my first boyfriend, like and all of that was just so 
consuming and it was so heavy. And I took all that to heart. Like I felt my world was just crashing. If something went wrong with my best friend or if my boyfriend and I had a fight, like I just felt like the world was ending. Looking back on it, it was so irrelevant. Like it was a blimp um, (laughs) in the grand scheme and so just putting things in perspective I wish I did that I wish I um just sat and realized like you know I'm facing this right now but I'm moving away to a complete another state in a few years like to pursue my bachelor's degree like this is not going to be my life forever I will move on to bigger and better things so I would definitely say that those are my um strategies that I would give Right, right. Those are excellent. And, and, you know, we laugh. Um, I do remember, you know, just um, going through different seasons with you. Um, But what I appreciate about you was that um, you were not afraid to seek help Mm -hmm. with whatever issue you faced. And so I think that definitely is something that students, I find, um, have a hard time getting used to in high school. You know, they're they're not used to reaching out and getting help from somebody when they're having issues, whether it's academic or social. And that's one of the things that I do appreciate about, you you know, your journey. You were always willing to um, seek assistance with whatever was going on with you. So those are some really, really good tips. Um, And so I hope students are listening will will start to kind of internalize those and and utilize them because they are excellent excellent Mm -hmm. so you made the transition uh well let me ask this one I said what are some of the struggles and you kind of um touched on them a little bit already you said some of your struggles in high school and how did you overcome them um can you think of any uh, there's maybe some academic issues or you talked a little bit about the social ones and I know you know you and I uh, did have a very close relationship um but maybe some of the academic struggles that you faced in high school and how did you overcome them Yeah so I'm trying to think back and academically I think I did all right I remember one challenging class was French um and so I well now it's coming back to me I said I distinctly remember having to read a French article like out loud in the classroom and like I couldn't pronounce all the all the words and I would get really frustrated and so afterwards I talked with the teacher and she was really nice about it and of course when you're learning a new language at 16 it can be overwhelming and so just open communication with your teachers and realizing that they want you to do well can be um, really important and my mom is a teacher so I have a lot of empathy for for teachers but sometimes I saw my friends and they necessarily couldn't understand so and this is again hard to do at this age but having some empathy for teachers as well they work really really hard and they want their students to succeed and they work long hours so accommodating to the teacher like asking them when is a good time for you to stay after school or do you just have a study group that I can go to just really working with the teacher and understanding that they do want to put them you know put their students first it's just going to be challenging sometimes Mm -hmm. so I would um, that's something that I definitely overcame as far as obstacles academically Great, great. Those are, that's definitely um, very good advice. Here's one of my favorite questions. Name one of your favorite teachers from high school and tell us why. Oh, I think we both know who this is, Ms. Chavez. Um, it would definitely be Ms. Vincent. Mm-hmm. Uh, her and I still talk to this day. And 
she really, same as you, Ms. Chavez, just really took me under her wing and mentored me in all different aspects of my life, like even spiritually on a spiritual level. So she was amazing. I loved her spunk and uh, people called us twins <laughs> and she just really, she is brilliant and she really really challenged us and I don't think that was something that we were used to within our grade level so she pushed us and she challenged us and she was actually the first uh, teacher that I got a three on the AP exam which means that I got college credit and at the high school level so that was really exciting so I definitely saw the gains that I got out of that relationship. That is awesome. And you, you're, you're right. I do remember uh, your relationship with Ms. Vincent. And it's, um, it's amazing that you appreciated the push because a lot of students shy away from it. Right. Um, but you appreciated the fact that she challenged you. And so my advice to maybe some of my students out there is to don't shy away from the challenge. Um, it definitely has the benefits that are, you know, long lasting. So that is excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, so you made the transition from high school to college, and you were also part of uh, AVID, which is Advancement via Individual Determination, a nationwide program that targets students um, to make sure they make the transition from high school to college successfully. And that's kind of a brief synopsis. But um, when you went to college, did you feel prepared academically, um, socially, and what should students expect going from high school to college? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I'll kind of break it down between academically and socially. So academically, Yes, I did feel prepared because I did take those AP courses and I did come in with a few college credits, but I had to learn how to study in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed this throughout every juncture throughout my education. So from high school to college, from college to graduate school, I've had to relearn the system and the environment that I'm in. So this isn't just from uh, high school to college or it's not just that simple. I'm sure like if a student was going from high school to um, the Naval Academy or into the military, they would have to learn a different way to study too. Um, So that was just something that I had to change. I remember I actually took a psychology class and it was very didactic. Like we sat in a lecture hall and I took notes and then we had a test and we had three tests and that was our grade. Those three tests combined, no you know, assignments, Mm -hmm. no projects. It was just those three tests. So I did not do well. And I said, okay, on the first exam, on the first exam. So I went back and I studied hard, Mm -hmm. super, super hard for the second one. I still didn't do well. I got like a D, something devastating. And I said, what am I doing wrong? And so I actually went to the, yeah, I actually went to the tutoring center and she said, well, what are your study habits? And I shared with her, she said, those aren't going to work here. You need to create a routine and a schedule and stick to it. And you need to study a little bit every day. And I actually took an inventory and I realized that I was a visual learner. So long story short, I had to learn how to study again and really understand the material. And I didn't have class every day. I had class two days a week or three days a week. So I had to keep it fresh in my brain in order to hold on to it. So that's something that I had to learn academically. And then socially, I I was in a different culture. So I'm from the DMV area in Maryland. 
but I went to school in the South. And the South is a completely different world. I know you yeah. know, Ms. Chavez, yeah. you have some family here in North Carolina. Yeah. So the South is a completely different world. Um, and so that was the most challenging part was understanding a new culture. But that is why I came to Meredith to begin with. I knew that there was another world mm-hmm. other than the North. So, and I wanted to learn about it. And I definitely got my experience. So that was one of the transitions. I remember I uh, stayed after during the weekends and I wanted to go to the dining hall and the dining hall hours didn't line up with what was on the website. And so I wanted to, you know, Northern way, sternly talk to the manager and be like, I was hungry. Like I didn't get to eat because of these rules and the consistency in my room is like, no, we don't do that here. Like be polite, be off like and it was a re- it was a wake-up call I'm like oh my gosh mm-hmm. like, I have to learn how to communicate differently so those two experiences really helped shaped my the way that I approach college wow that's very very interesting and you're absolutely right because sometimes we always focus on the academic um, transition but the social aspect can be a little more challenging sometimes and sometimes is the reason why students aren't successful in college it's not that they aren't academically prepared but socially they just don't make that transition well so realizing that there will be like you said from the north to the south a culture difference um, is is definitely something that students um, need to be aware of and need to be um, kind of cognizant of as they're applying to college um, and, and where they're going to be applying. So that is excellent advice. Okay. Um, I think I had a couple other questions I have. Let's see. Um, who was one of your role models? Because we talked already about what you're doing now, which sounds really, really exciting. And we're going to come back to that in a minute. But who is one of your role models now and why? I would say I'll do like one personally and then one professionally. Personally, I would say my mom. She actually went back to school. She did not have her bachelor's, but after I went to Meredith and she saw how much fun I was having, she said, I want to go to college. So she went to college and she actually majored in social work just like me. Um, And we had a really good time, you know, comparing notes. And she went to school in Maryland. And then I obviously was in school in North Carolina. So we would compare classes and different topics we were discussing in class. So she is definitely one of my role models being 48 and decided to go back to school in a room full of 20 year olds. Mm -hmm. I I just think that takes so much courage. So yeah, I'm really, really um, proud of her. And then professionally, I would say my mentor in undergrad. Her name is Dr. Joy Learman, and she is awesome. She really helped me craft what I wanted to do in social work, and she really held my hand through graduate school applications. Those things are a doozy. (laughs) (laughs) Applying to graduate school is a very big undertaking. Like, I felt like it was another class. Like, it's so much. Like, I wrote my personal statement, which is like a college essay. I wrote it at least 15 times trying to make it absolutely perfect. So she really held my hand. She never said, like, stop meeting with me. She was always open to talking. And even if it was me going over the same (laughs) sentence three million times, she was really great. And I admire a lot of her work professionally and her research. So those would be my role models. Awesome. Awesome. And it's so important to have those. Um, even if it's somebody that um, you may not even know personally, I, I'm a fan of, of, of uh, documentaries. 
and uh, reading uh, either autobiographies or biographies about people. And, and even in those instances, I can find um, tidbits about their lives that I pull from. So having somebody right there that you know is excellent, but even if they aren't somebody you've actually met, that's also a really good thing to do. Right. So Definitely. that is awesome. Um, let's see. I had a question here that I didn't ask earlier, but I want to speak a little bit to my parents. So now that you've come through and you've had these experiences, what would you want parents to know about their high school students? I didn't want us to end without asking that question. Yeah, definitely. So actually, um, when uh, you ask that question, I want to turn on my social work brain and talk more about developmentally. At that age, they're supposed to be a mess. And I can, I'm can i not a parent, but I can only imagine if I told my mom that like I could just see her face like, what do you mean my child's supposed to be a mess? Um, a lot of things are going on developmentally they're supposed to explore they're supposed to try out different things socially academically as far as their career um and I actually asked my fiance this and he said he was a first generation student I'm I'm a first generation student college student and he said that he wished his mother knew a little bit more about the college application process and he said his school would put on these workshops to help parents understand the process and his mom just never went and he thinks it was mainly due to work schedules but she just never really showed any interest in what his future steps would be afterwards so that kind of touched me and I and I think that's important to point out to be interested in your child's next steps whatever that might be if it's work if it's the military if it's college just being interested and wanting to know more about it and how they can help because it it can be very overwhelming um to try to quote unquote figure out your life after high school I I was very overwhelmed to nail down a major and to get scholarship money and it can be an overwhelming process so just supporting your child is really important and just knowing that things will change. My sister also comes to mind because she was supposed to go to college, but she actually decided to work and she's been working for the past three years and it's been a great option for her. So things may change depending on, you know, your child's interests and their goals, but just being there would be the best thing. I like that. That is awesome. That is awesome. And I hope parents are listening and, and can kind of take that in um, because you're absolutely right. It is a time of great change. Um, and just to kind of be patient and know that, you know, um, this season won't last always and that it, and if you do support them, they'll get to a point where they figured it all out and they're ready to kind of launch themselves. So that is really sound advice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, at the end of this, I just thought, I said, you know, we talked earlier about the things you're doing right now. So I said, is there anything else you want our audience to know? You're doing a lot of interesting things right now, um, Ms. Okay. McMillan. So share with our audience anything you would want them to know. Um, or just whatever is on your heart. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I want to leave everybody with the fact that this high school experience will go by so fast. Like, I remember my freshman year, it blinking by, I was like, oh my God, I'm a sophomore. And then the same thing happened with sophomore year, junior year, and senior year. It goes by so fast. And like I said before, it won't last forever. Like it really won't. So savor it, savor every moment that's good, every moment that's not so good because you're not going to get this time back. And things will look different once you graduate from high school. You won't have that traditional school experience anymore. It'll be over. So really um, soak it up. 
I guess that would be like my last word of advice for everyone. Well, thank you so much for joining me this week on The High School Counselor. Yes, thank you for having me. This week, in lieu of our quote of the week, we're going to do a college spotlight in honor of our special guests. Ms. McMillan attended Meredith College. It is a women's college in Raleigh, North Carolina, a liberal arts college founded in 1891. They uh, promote over 80 undergraduate majors, minors, and concentrations. They also have co-educational graduate and certificate programs. They are nationally ranked. According to U.S. News, Meredith College has been consistently ranked both a top regional and national college and was ranked in the top 25% of liberal arts colleges in the country by high school counselors. So that's Meredith College. If you're interested in a maybe a small intimate environment in a big city, you might want to take a look at Meredith. Their website is www.meredith.edu. Thanks for joining me for another episode of The High School Counselor. For questions and feedback, please email me at thehighschoolcounselor4u at gmail.com. That's the high school counselor, the number four, and the letter u at gmail.com. Or simply message me during the podcast at anchor.fm. This podcast is available on several platforms, including anchor.fm, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe.